Well, hello and welcome to the Power Hour podcast. I am so excited about today because we have a really fun and special guest, someone that I personally love following on Instagram. Many of you may know her as Sassy Red Lipstick. I want to welcome Sarah Tripp to today's episode. Hi, Randa. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I want to go ahead and give like a little introduction of you before I kind of dive into some questions, but Sarah loves all things pink. She's all things confident. She is just, you can tell like one big ball of positive energy. Um, She's a wife. She's a mom. She has a swimwear line with a local Vegas company, and she recently launched a fitness app. So we have so much to dive into today. I'm so excited to chat. Let's do it. Okay. So first thing first, tell me about you being a curvy influencer. Oh man. Well, I am coming up on my 10 year anniversary of being in this digital space. I launched Sasser Lipstick, my fashion blog, um, in September of 2013. So it's crazy. It's just like, it's changed so much this industry from, you know, being only a blogger and then Instagram, um, became big and you know what I mean? there's so many other platforms now. Do you still host and run your actual like or is it more social media influence? It's definitely um, more social media influence, but I still have my blog. I actually, I actually just hired a virtual assistant who's been amazing, and we have been getting blog posts up again, which has been really fun because it's truly where I started. And I mean, I have been—I started my first blog in 2010 and reading them, so that was kind of the first wave of blogs. Um, and I love documenting. I was like the girl in high school and college who always had her digital camera on her and was always snapping. And I just loved documenting and I've always loved writing. Um, I was an advertising major, so it kind of worked out perfectly, even though obviously I, at the time I had no idea this would become like my full-time career. Um, so yeah, when I first started blogging, I was in college. I was, um, about to start my senior year of college and my then boyfriend, now husband, Robbie Tripp, he helped me launch my blog and took all my photos for years and years and years. Um, And I just loved sharing my passion for fashion. I just loved it. I have always been super interested in the fashion world. um, And uh, and then I've also always been curvy. So me sharing curvy fashion just came so naturally to me. And I never like I just did it. I just shared it. It was never like, I'm going to be a curvy influencer. I just shared who I was. Um, and then a couple years in, that's kind of when the body positivity movement started. And for a long time, there was very, very few of us like in between the curvy bloggers. Um, and yeah, it's been so fascinating to watch that all change and develop and become like what it is today. And just such an evolution. And I love that your boyfriend at the time, now husband, helped you from the beginning. That is so sweet. And I mean, I'm sure such a basic like understanding even in your family dynamic, which we're going to dive into later in the episode, kind of from a balance standpoint. But so tell me on the curvy influencer side, as Mm -hmm. things have evolved and changed, do you notice, um, like shade or hate that has ever come your way? Or is there more love that comes your way? Kind of like you were talking about the body positivity movement. You know, how do you kind of rise above those things? Or what do you see on that side? Yeah, we have definitely been through the ringer (laughs) with this subject. Um, Yeah, it's been, again, interesting, because I just was sharing like who I was, I was never like, 
I don't know. It's hard to explain it because I just have always been Kirby. So I don't know any different. That's just who I was. Um, so when I started to like gain followers and that's when people started to have like an opinion on my body type, I was like, Oh, this is so strange. Um, and then like fast forward a few years, we went super like worldwide viral back in 2017. Um, and that really propelled everything in my career forward. Um, Robbie actually did a post about just like loving me, his curvy wife, and it caught like some algorithm on Facebook and Instagram. And this was when things could like really, really go viral on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and, you know, it's obviously changed now with TikTok and stuff like that. But it just went crazy worldwide viral. We were interviewed on like Good Morning America and Good Morning Britain. And just, it was such, it was so not meant to be a controversial topic, but people just twisted it and turned it. And it's, we just laugh about it now because <laughs> people either were like, she's so fat or they would be like, she's not even curvy. You know what I mean? So it just goes to show like you can never be the perfect person for everyone. Yeah. Everyone's going to have an opinion and everyone's going to think differently. Um, so yeah, we've really seen like both sides of the spectrum when it comes to um, the love from an audience and the hate from an audience as well. Wow. And I can only imagine, like you said, you're just yourself showing up. It's not like you woke yeah. up one day and was like, I am going to be a Kirby influencer. You were just like, yeah, exactly. me. Okay. So exactly. tell me- but What's that? Oh, go ahead. I was go ahead, say, go ahead. Tell me, do you ever feel self-conscious in front of the camera? And I'm not just talking about being a curvy size, but, you know, when you first started, like, with your husband helping you or kind of have how things have changed or evolved or maybe even in the curvy space. Like, do you ever yeah. feel self-conscious in content creation? You know, I don't. Um, and I have definitely, like, my own body love journey has been up and down. Like, all growing up um, – my, my weight kind of always yo-yoed and I was always trying the latest diet or like, I've literally tried everything, everything. And I feel like in college, I kind of finally started to just like learn to just be and to like love myself. And honestly, like having Robbie, um, as my boyfriend, like really helped that. And I don't ever want it to be like a boy, a man helps me feel this way, but I had never dated somebody who loved me just for who I was and was never trying to change me and loved and worshiped my body just exactly how it was. Um, and that, I mean, I already had self-confidence, but that definitely helped me just feel good and kind of helped me propel myself into like coming into my own and being like, oh, like you love me as I am. Like I can love me as I am. Um, so no, I don't ever feel like I've been self-conscious content creating. I mean, obviously every now and then, not really now, but back then, um, especially when things got so heated for a while, people's comments do get to you, right? Like, especially when it's just like over and over and over again. And I honestly, it wasn't ever really body comments because again, people would be like, you're too fat or you're not even curvy. And it was so like, that was so polarized that. I feel like it was, it was harder and I'd be more self-conscious when people um, would try and pick at like who I was as a person. I feel like that's always something that's been the hardest for me, just being in like the spotlight. Um, but as far as like content creating, like I, I don't do it as much anymore, but I used to make a lot of content creation, like 
in my underwear and I used to work for brands like Airy and things like that. And I still do. Um, I partner with um, Soma a lot. So I'm in like bra and panties and stuff like that. But, and obviously my swimwear. Um, But yeah, I feel like it's kind of given me more confidence to just, again, be in my skin and to show up as I am. And I've always said that representation is so important in our space because I grew up not seeing women of my shape and size in anything, right? In movies and advertisements and anything. And so to be that person now for other women and young women, I think that that's giving me so much confidence. Wow. I guess that is, that really is powerful. And I'm so glad yeah. that you're so, it seems like you're so kind of naturally confident, especially with like the help of your husband mm-hmm. to really, you know, help you probably feel through so many different stages of, you know, people and, and key, keyboard warriors through this space. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, you know exactly what it's oh, like. Oh, yes. Everyone's <laughs> got an opinion and it's not necessarily that you are like insecure, but sometimes you're probably like, I don't know, I can feel like this, like, why do I want to share and expose and put all this out there when I am good just being me myself, but yet you put yourself out there and then it can kind of attract some of that. Totally. I think um, there was actually a turning point in uh, our career, like in 2019-ish, where that's kind of when everyone started to do like the daily vlog of their life all day, every day on Instagram stories. Uh And Robbie and I kind of, we had this talk and we were just like, I think we're done like sharing every moment. Like it's just not fun anymore. And again, that's just, you're opening yourself up to so much criticism. And then when we had um, our baby boy, Taz is almost three and a half. Um, That first year of his life, we shared so much and we created an Instagram account for him. It had like 15,000 followers, like, and then as we started to get older and people started to have opinions about my child, I was like, whoa, like, no, 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 this is not okay. And we shut down the Instagram account and we just share like little snippets instead of like all day, every day, because we just realized like we had to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. And probably and also your that energy. boundary. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It was just like really starting to eat away. And, um, it just was one of those things where like, obviously everybody does it differently and you do what works for you. But for us, I was just like, I cannot, like, I want to get back to sharing what my platform is about. Right. So it's just like curvy fashion and like, um, body love things and swimwear. And you know what I mean? Instead of like sharing like every single moment. Yes. I agree with that. It is crazy how much it all changed to where everything was shared so much on social media versus even like a blog or, or the other things yeah. that took so much creation. Totally. And it's interesting too, because we've also seen, you know, our friends who did do that and they all have like (laughs) way over a million followers now and like all these things going for them. And I'm like, oh, I wonder, you know, what, if something would have changed if, if our career path would look different, but then Robbie always reminds me like, yeah, but we like, we don't know, you know, what they're going through, but like, but we have like that inner peace that we wanted and that's all that matters. And I'm like, yes, you're right. (laughs) He helps, he helps ground me. Yes, peace is definitely not worth any certain price tag. I would have to agree totally. with that. Totally, yep. So tell me about your new Curvy Fitness app. You just launched, I think, kind of around the time that we launched our app. Yeah, January 1st. Um, so it, it's through Playbook, which 
I know you're aware of what that is, but like for listeners, Playbook is like a huge fitness platform. And um, yeah, they reached out to me like end of last year about creating a program. And because in the last year and a half, I've gotten super into fitness um, and I love it. I, I don't feel like I've ever been able to like stick to something and truly find the joy in it. And this is the first time I've been strength training um, several times a week with a trainer. And I just like love moving my body. And it's taken me, I'm 31, 31 years of my life to truly like find the joy in that. And also like see the benefits and just feel like I feel so good. Um, and I have a three-year-old, like I, I, taking care of my health is so important to me now. Um, so anyways, yeah, we launched January 1st and it's been it's been so fascinating because we've never done anything subscription-based before. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely like the long game. I'm sure you know that. Yes. Um, but it's fun and I love it. And it's just something so different than what I've been doing that I've really been enjoying it. Well, and for you, Playbook is something that's great because you can have it up and done in so much quicker of a time frame than building oh, yeah. a custom app. No, no. When I'm, when I'm like watching your stories and seeing you like completely build an app, I have so much respect for you. <laughs> Because I just can't even imagine like what you went through and it's incredible what you've built and the community you've built. So yeah, it's been really nice to, um, we have like the developers who just, you know, take my ideas and and do their thing and I don't have to worry about that. Um, so yeah, that is amazing. Probably so (laughs) much more refreshing than my journey. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But yours is like, it's your baby. It's just, you know, how could you not do it all your own? And I just felt like we kind of already, you know, when you, we'd already kind of built this model with these coaches and small groups and different things like that, that there was nothing out there that our already came pre, um, I guess like a pre template that I could have projected into, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, for sure. And it's been great because obviously like I myself am not a fitness expert. People like the kind of, they ask me that a lot and I'm totally open about that. Like I'm not the fitness expert. So my trainer has written all my programs and then I'm just like the face <laughs> of, of these programs. But it's been really great because my entire, the entire like point of my fitness app is just to share like a curvy gal who is not like the norm in the fitness industry, moving her body. And you're seeing, you know, me like we want, I wanted it to be curvy fit with Sarah trip. Cause I want it to be like, I'm working out with you and I'm showing you every single move and you can chat with me via uh, the app and, and things like that. Where I'm like, I just want other curvy girls to again, see that representation and feel like they can work out. I feel like that's such a huge misconception is that like bigger bodies shouldn't work out or can't work out. And I, Oh, it drives me insane. <laughs> it's like, yes, you can still do that and you can still, enjoy it and love it and um so yeah it's been really great we've been loving doing this new venture yes and that kind of leads into the next question is I wanted to know like where do you stand on body positivity in terms of like the line between loving yourself but also like respecting and investing in your health and I love kind of the the area that you were starting to go previously on that yeah so it's just so fascinating because For a while, um, this was like back in like 2015, 2016, body positivity meant something so much different than it does now, you know, and um, like back then, like back then it was just all about like, like truly learning to love your body and to accept like who you are as a person and your body and things like that. And now it's just become like this, like 
buzzword, first of all, like every brand uses it and, and, and the body positive movement in and of itself is not really something I associate with because people get really extreme and I don't like extreme. So, you know, they'll just be like, well, how could you, um, have eyelash extensions or get Botox? Like, don't you love your body? Like as it is. And I'm like, that's not at all what that means to me. Like that's never what it's meant to me. And so it's been interesting as I started sharing my fitness journey, especially since the app was launched to receive, um, not necessarily criticism, but feedback from some people who are just like, I can't relate to you anymore because of your fitness journey, even though I'm happy for you on your fitness journey. I've gotten quite a few of those messages. And Uh I think it's because people are seeing my body start to change, um, which obviously it has because I've, again, been on this fitness journey for almost a year and a half. And uh, in August of last year, I started doing macros and, oh man, I've got a lot of criticism about that too from like, people who just are not into any sort of counting anything or tracking or anything. And I just keep telling people like, but I didn't even know how to eat. I don't want to say like, you know, correctly, there's no like good or bad versus bad, but like, I didn't know how to feel my body. Like there was no way I was eating close to enough protein before. And um, so it's super interesting now, like being in this fitness journey and kind of hearing what people are, it's kind of like their projections onto yeah. me and like my own journey. So yeah, like I have always been very adamant that like, I want you to love your body and accept your body. I think that's such a huge, important factor for women in their daily lives. But that doesn't mean that you can't work on being your best self, whether, you know, you're getting I love that. your lash extensions or your boob job, or you're working on your fitness and you just want to feel your best. And, um, I've always stood in that place where I'm like, I don't care what you do with your body as long as you feel good. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's I your think business. that's so much and of so, it. It's not just loving yourself, but how you feel, you know, and now that yeah, you're someone totally. who's feeling your body and, you know, so many women that come through my program, it's so crazy, but the majority of them are not eating enough. And I'm not mm-hmm. meaning just enough protein. I'm meaning enough in general. In general. And so totally. we, we've just like grown up with this uh, diet culture that you think yeah. you shouldn't be eating much. And so then when you're like public about, I'm going to count macros or I'm going to be lifting weights, people I'm sure with you could project like, oh, we want you to say our body positive curvy model like where are you going do you not love yourself anymore and you're like no I'm just like learning and educating and implementing and I want to feel better and stronger yeah so it's been yeah it's definitely been interesting and I really try and walk a like a sensitive line like I know that there's lots of people who follow me who have dealt with like eating disorders and things like that and so I'm never trying to be triggering but I'm also like but this is my journey and you know I still want to share it like I feel really great I I know I look great, but like, I love my body even before it changed. And people know yeah. that. And I, I feel like I have to keep reminding people where it's just like, you can love your body through different stages, whether you've gained weight, whether you've gotten pregnant, you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. it doesn't have to be like, you only can love your body at like this specific size or weight or whatever it is. So yeah, I feel like I've always been pretty even keel with like that movement because again I don't like extremes in Mm -hmm. any way right there's like there's not yo-yo weight happening and then there's not you know I can't do anything to change my body because I'm gonna love myself and it's probably also like these women really like look to you in like such a like I don't know such a close way in such a vulnerable way that 
I'm sure it even just like change or seeing someone that they idolize that may be doing some things differently. I just Mm -hmm. feel like people in general, it can take them a little like, it's almost like they kind of their heels planted and it takes a little bit of time and consistency of seeing like, okay, hey, she's still her. She still loves herself. She's not leaving me. She's not abandoning me. Yeah, (laughs) totally. Well, I think people like they put you in this box and they don't ever want you to leave the box. Right. And so it's like when things start and I, again, I've been in this online industry for 10 years and I'm like, of course you're going to change. Like, how can you not change? You know, like I'm different from when I was before I was a mom. You know what I mean? Like it just, I feel like people forget that like we're meant to change as human beings, whether that mean like mentally, physically, like whatever. Grow, um, evolve, everything. Yes, yes, exactly. It's just interesting when it's almost like they, again, they like try and project onto you how they're feeling because they don't like that you're changing. Correct. Correct. So tell me about your swimwear um, brand with the local Vegas brand, Pink Desert. Yes. So this is going to be our third year launching a collection um, with Pink Desert, and I'm so excited. We it's It's been so fun and such a learning experience because, again, I've always been super into fashion. So I used to work in retail. I started working at Nordstrom when I was a sophomore in high school and worked, like, all there all through, like, high school and college and even after college. Um, and so I've been in, like, this fashion world and retail world and now, like, the blogger world, influencer world for so long that to – now like step back and get to like truly like design a collection swim collection it's been such a dream so for a long time on social media um I was kind of like the curvy swim girl for many years and I just like love swimsuits and I wear swimsuits all year round like obviously I live in Vegas and it's pretty (laughs) I mean it's pretty warm all year round (laughs) but um I just love swimwear and I love that like swimwear for me has like truly always made me feel confident. Like no matter my size, I've just always loved it. So it has been such a dream to work with Pink Desert. They're a local female owned ran company. Um, and Darcy is their uh, CEO and everything. And she is just amazing. And so she has given me like so much just like creative freedom to create these swim collections that we have loved and sales have always done amazing and people have loved them. And I am the fit model for them. Um, which is such a dream because pink desert used to only go to like size large and now our largest size is a three X. So I've helped them like expand and it's just, it's been like such a rewarding venture and process and I love it. So yeah, this year, um, those will be our third collection launching and we actually don't have a set date yet, but it's usually early spring. So it'll be like end of April, beginning of May. Um, and it's so fun. The colors this year, I haven't even like shared any sneak peeks yet because if you share them too early, then like, you know, you got to wait till it's like Mm -hmm. almost time, but we have so many fun colors this year. I cannot wait to see it. (laughs) So tell me about your family. Tell me about your family life. Yeah, family life. So again, Robbie and I met in college um, and we got married two weeks after I graduated with my bachelor's degree. Um, And yeah, we've we've been together almost, well, our our wedding anniversary 10 year will be in 2024, but this coming May is our nine year wedding anniversary. And we have a little boy, his name's Taz, he's three and a half. Um, so I'm a, I'm a boy mom, just like you. And I love seeing Corey because I'm just like, oh, these boys, these crazy boys who just absolutely adore their mamas. <laughs> I know. I love it. I love it. And I, it's so crazy. Like you earlier said, 
I was a different version, you know, before I was a mom versus yeah. like after I'm a mom, when we were talking about changing and not staying in the box. Could you elaborate yeah. a little bit more on that? Like what was pre-mom you like versus mom life you like? Oh, well, I feel like there's so many things that have changed. Just how, how we run our business has changed, obviously, because it's so important for us to still like have time with our son and like Robbie works full time. I work full time. Um, we have an incredible nanny who lives on our property in our guest house. And we just try our best to like, obviously we're, we're flexible. We work for ourselves um, to just spend as much time as we can with him and do fun things on the weekend and take fun little trips and take him to Disneyland and, and things like that. So yeah, it's just, it's, it's so interesting. I think that um, growing up, like I was raised in a really conservative religious uh, community and most moms didn't work. They were stay at home moms. And so I never really pictured this for myself uh, growing up. I just always thought I'd be like a stay at home mom. And so to now like be in it, right. Where I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm juggling motherhood and juggling a career and trying to be a good wife and trying to be a good friend, <laughs> and try, you know, all the things it's a lot. And so I obviously didn't have to do any of that juggling like as much uh, pre-child and you know, it's true when they're like, your heart is like living outside of your body now. And it's just like, that truly is like the most important thing is our family. So we really try and remember that when, especially when things get crazy and busy and we're just like, okay, you know, what can we like reprioritize here so that we're spending more time with Taz and we have those like one-on-one -on -one moments with him and, and things like that. I love to hear that. So tell me yeah. what's it like raising a family in Vegas? Okay, well, I was born and raised in Vegas, so it's so funny to me when people, like, ask these kind of questions, because everyone loves Vegas. I feel like everybody loves Vegas, but you also have to remember, like, the Strip is, like, five miles of Vegas, and the rest of it is just, like, normal city. Like, there, I love raising towns in Vegas, and I loved, like, being raised in Vegas. There's so many fun things to do. It's actually very family-friendly. There's so many fun parks, and there's always fun entertainment things to take into, um it's great like we love it we Robbie and I bounced around a lot before we moved back to Vegas two years ago um and we always knew we would end up here we always knew that this was home and just like being here finally my parents live like 12 minutes away from us and my yeah. whole family is formed from here both my parents are born and raised here which I I realize is like pretty rare like we're generational and um so a lot of my family is here and Robbie's family a lot of them are in Utah so close by just next door um so we love it we just have the best time here um the only thing is is the school system in Vegas isn't isn't great but there's great private schools I grew up going to private school here so we'll figure it out when that time comes <laughs> absolutely because um, you know, the first time we kind of talked about doing this and I know on our emails I'm like can we go ahead and schedule like podcast 2.0 together so that we can do it in person together in Vegas I know I we like need Vegas to the funnest place it's the most fun place. Actually, I actually was thinking about this. Do you know how I started following you? No, tell me. Okay, so I am good friends with Emily Gemma, and okay. she's become good friends with Kate Davis. Mm -hmm. And last, I guess it was November 2021, um, Emily was in town and going to the PBR with Kate, and they invited me. And so I became friends with Kate, and now we're like online friends. And that's how I found you was through her. Okay, and I feel like so I, we, I don't know how. I found you on Explore or something a long time ago. Oh, and it funny. Was just all the pink and all the, all the, the confidence pink, yeah. and all the outfits, all the things. <laughs> and then, you know what's crazy? The one, you know how you, like, think of people on, online and the things that pop out? 
it's totally. your pink Range Rover reel. Like oh, that yeah. of that reel is like when I think of you, that is what I think of. <laughs> I love it. Well, that got a lot of views. So yes, I bought a Range Rover last year. We wrapped it pink. It's so fun. But people like don't really understand until you're like, like obviously I knew having a pink Range Rover would bring attention, but you don't really know how much attention until you're like in it and driving it and parking it. And people always know where you are. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> But yeah, it's really, it's a fun car. When I was in high school, um, that's like right when, like my senior year was right when the Volkswagen Beetles came back out. And oh they were my like, gosh, the I was obsessed with those. <laughs> and so my dad told me, he's like, if you graduate Valedictorian, I'll buy you a car. Like that was the one thing my parents would do for I me. I love it. And so, you know me, but they didn't have a pink one. And they had not been out yet to where you could get a used one that you could paint. Because my dad's like, I'm not going to buy a brand new car for a high school girl and paint it pink. And my dad's a high I mean, a, a sheriff. Like a Texas lawman chair. And I would literally carry around this color of pink. Like I had this watch in my wallet. Because when people asked me what car I wanted, I would tell them that and I would show them the color. And my dad finally had to sit me down and say, you are a small town girl going to a much bigger city. Oh, and I wanted my own custom license plate. He's like, what kind of a lawman dad would I be if I sent you there in that car with your name on the license plate? Come on, Randa, (laughs) you have to think of safety. And I'm like... Oh, I guess logic doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's true. Well, so that's so funny you say that because um, I was chatting with Kate when she had her G-Wagon that was like black and it had the pink accents and she literally sold it for those reasons. And here I am being like, I think I'm going to wrap my car pink. <laughs> and I'm sure she's thinking, no, you don't want to do that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So funny. I love it. So I want to know, what do you think makes you? so successful? Well, such a loaded question, I feel like. Um, I think that I have always just kind of been that way, like through all the different phases of my life, like high school and college, and obviously like now into my career, like I think that you kind of have to have that mindset of being successful like to propel yourself forward like I've always always thought that and um I don't I don't quit and also having Robbie support like (laughs) you I I, you have to meet Robbie soon because he is just like like Grant and Robbie need to meet Grant needs more friends that are like I have to put my wife's pictures (laughs) yeah no he just has so much energy and he's just like nothing can ever stop him like if there's anything it's just I and it's really rubbed off on me where like, uh, again, we've been through so many, like, low lows in this career, but he's like, no, nothing's going to stop us. We're not going to let the pain of people, like, stop us from living our dream. Like, I'll be such a dreamer. And I feel like I've always had that in me, but then to have a partner who just, like, pushes me to be like, okay, like, take the day, be sad about this, and then, like, let's just continue on tomorrow. And so I feel like in any successful career, like, having that mindset of, like, well, I'm not going to like quit just because it's hard, you know? And um, I think that that's really helped me like be successful is that, you know, just in life in general, life in general is hard, let alone like whatever you have going on in your career or your family life, like letting that propel you forward instead of like keeping you back. And I'm someone who deals with anxiety and um, I've really had to like learn how to manage my anxiety 
because that was holding me back for like so many years. And I see an amazing therapist and she's helped me so much. And Robbie and I see her as well together and it's helped our marriage and helped it be successful. And I just feel like using um, the tools that, you know, you can find in therapy or reading or, or through religion or whatever it may be to like help propel you forward and remember that you, you don't have to quit just because it's hard. I love that you share that grant. And I actually have our weekly therapy tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Oh, I love it. I love day. it. <laughs> and it's crazy because I'm so open about therapy. Like Me people, too. we've only been married. I guess we just celebrated six year anniversary, which is not that it's that short, but you know, sometimes you like life happens and you go years without seeing yeah. people. Right. And I remember like the first couple of years of our marriage, people will be like, Oh, how's married life? And I'm like, it's great. We love it. You know, obviously it's hard, like adjusting yeah. first year of like these two different people into one life. Right. But I'm like yeah. therapy. And it's so crazy. You say that. And it's like either, oh my God, this is wonderful that this couple invests in therapy or, oh my God, they're already in therapy. They're not, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, no, totally. And I've been very open about that. Like I've struggled with anxiety and depression, um, especially like postpartum. I really, really struggled. And, um, and then like, finally being to the point where like, okay, let's go to therapy. Let's work on our marriage. Like marriage is hard. Mm -hmm. So for the people who don't do therapy and have a, a successful marriage, I'm just like, I don't know how you're doing it, but that's amazing for you. Um, but yeah, it just has, it's made us better individually. It's made us better together. And I just, I don't even know where we would be without it. Truly. I, I'm I such a proponent for it. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And you know, there's this one kind of like fitness motivation account that I follow. And one thing that they really will occasionally share is like one of the most important decisions in your life that determines the future of your success is who you marry. And so I love hearing oh, that totally. what makes you so successful that you not only mention your husband and your marriage, but also therapy for that. I think that is yeah. incredible. I think um, as I've gotten older, I've just had to, you just realize like you can't, you really can't solely depend on yourself in a lot of situations, like use, use other people, use those tools, use your partner, use, you know, if you have a relationship with God, use uh, your therapist, like things like that are like laid out for you to utilize because life is hard. <laughs> it <laughs> and is. it's just like, why would you not use anything you could to like feel your best and do your best and be your best? Absolutely. And also, you know, another thing for me, I feel like with marriage, I've, I've said this before, I'm like, I feel like it's like holding up a big body mirror right in front of you in the moments that you don't want to look at yourself or like understand totally. or see what's happening, like self-evaluation and self-reflection. Yeah. Yeah. And, but it's also like, God, how amazing that someone loves me so much that they want me to learn this and see this about myself so that I can grow as a person and we can grow together. Yeah, no, totally. And I think that that's also been such a huge reason why I have loved like my fitness journey because so much of it for me has also been mental and how much that's helped like my mental health and just like the endorphins, the release, but also doing something for myself to make me, that makes me feel better. Um, it's all, it's all so much more intertwined than I was ever led to believe. <laughs> it is, it is. You know? So tell me, what do you love most about yourself? Oh, I love, everyone always compliments my laugh, which I think is really sweet. Um, but myself, like I've always loved that, I don't know, I can walk into a room and it just like kind of be that light and that warmth in the room. Um, 
because I just, I just love, I love emulating like happiness. And again, that's gotten harder as I've gotten older, but like bringing myself back to being like, no, like I want to be the fun, happy, bubbly Sarah that like so many people know me for. Um, I have to remind myself that a lot, but I, I love that part of me too. It made me smile hearing you say that. I love it. <laughs> and I also love that, like, I just love, like, being able to style people. And so, like, doing my career and helping other curvy women feel confident in curvy fashion, that is so rewarding to me. And it always has been because I feel, I feel like people forget that, like, you can be beautiful no matter your shape or your size or, you know what I mean? And being that representation for so many people online, like that's something that has brought me so much joy in my life. And I've always loved that part of like who I am. I feel like it's truly a, a badge of honor that you carry. <laughs> well, thank you. And sometimes it feels, and sometimes it feels heavy, but like, mm-hmm. because again, people will put you into box and then, you know, they don't want you to change. But at the end of the day, um, I think that it's helped so many more people than it's hurt. And uh, I've never obviously intentionally hurt anyone, but um, just again, being that representation for like curvy fashion or fitness or, you know, the peaks of motherhood I do share, like that kind of thing. Um, I only ever want to bring like positivity to the online world. And so I, I feel like I try like emulate that with like everything we do. I love to hear that. So it's kind of honestly leads great segue into the next thing I had and it was so what's your advice for someone struggling to feel confident in their skin Mm -hmm. I get asked this a lot because people will message me and like ask for advice on like how to love themselves more or you know just how to feel good and um I think it all comes down to how you are speaking to yourself like no one can compliment you enough or make you feel good enough if you are not like speaking positively to yourself um so again i i always i always tell people like i know it feel, might feel silly but like do like mantras in the mirror and like do positive self-talk and it will feel silly at first because you're like i'm just talking to myself but like how you talk to yourself is literally everything um and so you need to like try and stomp out those negative thoughts or you know at least try and stop them and instead fill those negative thoughts with something positive. And it doesn't have to be about like the way your body looks. You can be like, I am a strong woman. I am a good worker. I am a good mother. You know what I mean? I can do this and I'm really good at this. It doesn't have to be like, well, I love this about my body. And I love this about my body, but just slowly changing your mindset into positive talk will change your world. It will change how you think about yourself. It will change how you think about your other, about others. I think it makes people a lot less judgmental and more loving when like, that's the mindset they're in. I, and I love that you tied it to more than just the body. Yeah. So I think people get, they get like way too stuck on like body love and body positivity again. And that's kind of why I'm like, there's gotta be a better balance where it's like, if you're, loving who you are as a person, it will come so much more naturally to just love the body you're in, or even just be neutral about the body you're in. I feel like as I've gotten older and in this um, industry, like I promote body neutrality a lot too, because I realize like how hard it is for people to be like, but I don't love this about my body. And I don't love that about my body. And I'm like, okay, but can you just be okay with, with your body? Can you just be okay being in the body you're in, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I see that a lot 
in like fitness kind of in a different retrospect is I see, mm-hmm. and I'm sure, you know, with your fitness app, you're starting to see this too, is uh, so many women start or join for the physical aspect. Totally. totally. Rather than the habits or how they feel or the endorphins or the mental health gains. Yeah. Yep. So much and that's why with, with my app, like my entire point of even launching it and sharing it was like, I just want you to feel your best and feel your strongest. Like we're not focusing on weight loss and we're not focusing on the scale and we're not focusing on aesthetics. And like, there's no like, um, like chit chat about that. You know what I mean? It's just like, I want you to feel your best and feel your strongest. And like that will change your life because it's changed yes. mine. And also like, I think that a lot of people think that like everything is going to change within a month of working out. And you're like, no, this is like the long game, you know, like this is like, I'm a year and a half into, we're committed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, this has got to be a lifestyle. And like, obviously like that will ebb and flow depending on the stage of life you're in. Cause that, that's just how it is. But you know, this is not like a quick change. Like we're not doing quick changes anymore, right? Like that was like diet culture, you know, in the nineties and in, you know, in the early two thousands, like this is like the lifestyle goal we're shooting for now. Well, I have enjoyed chatting you so much. I knew that I would, and I cannot wait <laughs> for so 2.0 because I'm going to come to Vegas to do it. Yeah. You. Come to Vegas. We'll party. We'll have a good time or bring your little boy and our kids can play. <laughs> yes. And the husbands can kind of like meet and kind of have many similar things too. Just yes, with us. I love it. But tell me, and I'm sure the listeners, I'm sure you get this question a lot. I know last time I went to Vegas, I like reached out to you. What are the current <laughs> top Vegas wrecks that you want to share? Oh, okay. So Vegas is kind of ever changing, which is fun. Um, I feel like one of the hottest places right now is Delilah. It opened uh, like a year and a half ago. It's in the Wynn. The Wynn is kind of like the hot place to stay. That's where all the celebrities stay. That's where like Justin Bieber and Drake stay and everything. Our favorite place to stay in Vegas because we, I don't know, like I didn't grow up like gambling or anything like that. I feel like as a local, you just don't. I don't love like walking through a casino and smelling like smoke. So our favorite place to stay is the Waldorf. It's a non-casino hotel. It's right next to the shops at Crystal's, which is my favorite designer shops. Got to go shop there if you come to Uh Vegas. Um, And it's like quiet. They have the best spa. So definitely check that out next time you're in Vegas. Try and get a reservation at Delilah. I know. I haven't gotten one yet. I've tried two or three times. It's, it's, I know. It's actually really hard. But when you come, let me know and we'll get a reservation. <laughs> I can't wait. Is it true you can't take pictures in there? You can't take pictures in there, which is actually really cool because so many celebrities go in there that I think for them, it's just like mm-hmm. they can just be in there and they don't have to worry about paparazzi and things like that. But as somebody who's like not a celebrity and you can go in there and you just enjoy your meal and you're not yeah. no one's on your phone you know like you I know I kind of like that too it's nice it's like this is kind of what dinner is supposed to be like but we live in 2022 so everybody's got their nose in their phone so to go to a dinner and like literally no one can be on their phone like they will come up to you if like you have your phone out that's or how you're taking a photo. The, the country club where Grant and I got married is like that like if you're I love it. dinner or you're anywhere there like on the club like no phone out and I, I love kind of like the old school vibe because then you have to really like connect and have these conversations totally. and not get distracted. Yeah. We've gone for like celebration dinners. We've gone for like business dinners, which is great because again, no one's on their phone. Um, so yeah, we love it. And we actually just saw Adele here in Vegas. She's only here till I think March or April. Um, but if you can get tickets, it was like the most amazing show. She is so incredible. 
Well, I'll have to reach out because we come every November for the PBR finals for. Um, I love it. Sponsorship and stuff. So yes, I want to go to Delilah with you. That's on my vision board. Okay, let's do it. Let's make it happen. Okay. We'll invite <laughs> too. I know she'll be. She's always in Vegas. I know she's the best. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining in. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you if they don't already yes, follow you on Instagram? Of course. Okay, so you can find me at at Sastra Lipstick on Instagram. My blog is sastralipstick.com. Um, you can follow my Curvy Fit app page on Instagram as well. And yeah, you can send me DMs. You can email me, Sarah at I'm an open book. I'm happy to help. I get people email me all the time about like Vegas recs. And I actually have a really great Vegas recommendation blog post I can send you. So all oh, the things, wonderful. just let me know. Yes, that's a yeah. great resource I need to grab from you. <laughs> well, thank you for chit-chatting us. I know that everyone listening probably is going to love it as much as I loved interviewing you. So if you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and screenshot this, share it to your story, tag Sarah, tag my podcast or myself. We always love to hear what you enjoy or what you wouldn't, what, what you want more of so that we can continue to cultivate this for the best for you. So thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, Sarah, for your time. And I hope Thanks, Randa. A wonderful day. Bye, y'all. See ya.